Welcome to the Real Estate Exam Podcast. We have a new series of audio lessons out covering the state of Ohio for the Real Estate Salesperson Exam for the state of Ohio. The total length of this new series of audio lessons is 9 hours and 20 minutes long, and I'm going to be sharing with you a portion of each of those lessons, probably about a quarter to one-third of each of those lessons I'm going to be sharing with you for you to decide if it makes sense for you to buy the full series of audio lessons. The full series of audio lessons are available at the website reexampodcast.com. So after listening to these samples of the lessons, if it makes sense for you, go to the website and purchase the full bundle of audio lessons. So right now we have audio lessons for California, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, Texas, Virginia, and Washington. And we are now working on Arizona. So if you are in one of those states and you're looking for a series of audio lessons, we do have sample lessons available at the website that you can listen to, or you can listen to this podcast and go back in this podcast and listen to the sample lessons for those states. Eventually, we hope to get all 50 states, but that's going to take a while. I need to caution you when you buy audio lessons that you should not rely entirely on audio lessons to prepare you for the real estate exam. Most states require that you actually have classroom attendance in order to take the real estate exam or a certain requirement of education before you can even sit for the exam. These audio lessons are simply intended as a supplement for your learning to let you learn while you're driving, exercising, wandering around, and not being forced to sit at a desk or in a chair and read material or stare at a computer screen. That's the intention of these audio lessons. If they make sense for you, buy the full bundle of lessons. Again, the website is reexampodcast.com. Welcome to this lesson entitled Real Estate Federal Laws. In this lesson, we'll be talking about the various powers that the federal government has over real estate, including many of the landmark laws and rulings that protect consumers. There are all sorts of things that the federal government does to make sure that people are playing fair with each other and that some people don't have an unfair advantage when, we, when we're talking about real estate. So let's go ahead and get started with that. We'll talk about some police power and public controls that the government has. We'll talk about various federal laws that the government has enacted over the years and what they mean. We'll talk about some restricted practices, some real estate practices that are specifically forbidden. I can get you in trouble. And we'll talk about some government agencies that have things to do with real estate. And finally, we'll talk about the Fair Housing Act in Ohio. There's a specific one for Ohio uh, that you should also know about. So let's go ahead and get started with that. So one of the first concepts I want to talk about is called police power. And that's not literally just the police. It's talking a lot about the power that the government has in order to enforce the laws that they make in the land. Uh, the government makes the laws. They also enforce the laws. 
they say what the penalties are for not keeping the laws. And this includes being able to enforce laws about real estate. There's all sorts of laws about real estate um, that the government has to enforce and that you need to be aware of so that you're, one, not running afoul of laws, and two, you are helping your clients keep the law as well. If they do something that breaks the law and you, you should have told them, then you could also get in trouble that you're being negligent toward your clients. So you don't want to be accused of that at all. So one of the things that the government can do based on its police powers is to exercise its right to eminent domain. Eminent domain simply says that if the government sees that there, there's some sort of public project, something that needs to go in that's benefit to the entire public, that they can take private property and use it for a public use. Uh, and they have to go ahead and compensate the person who owns that property with a fair market value. They can't just take it and give this person nothing. They have to go ahead and reimburse them for it, but they still have the right to take it if they can prove that what they are doing is in the public's best interest. Sometimes it's uh, for a new highway, a new building of some sort, so on and so forth. But there really are quite a few different things that they they can do it for, and it's not very common. You know, they they just don't do it willy-nilly here and there just because they feel like it. It really is when there is a, a public need that needs to be filled, and then there's a particular piece of land that is required in order to fill that need. So that is one thing that the government has the right to do. Uh, that falls under their police protection. They also have the rights to enact all sorts of other environmental laws. We'll talk a little bit about those later. This podcast is brought to you by the SIEpodcast.com. The SIEpodcast.com website provides you with audio lessons for you to prepare for the securities industry's essentials examination. If you are selling real estate, there may come a time when you need to get licensed to sell securities. The first step in becoming licensed to sell securities is to pass the first step in becoming licensed is to pass the securities industry's essentials exam. That is the base exam before you can take the other securities exams. And the next exam you would take after passing the securities industry's essentials exam or just the SIE exam would be probably the series 7 exam. But before you can even sit for the series 7 exam, you need to pass the SIE exam. So if sometime in your career you need to prepare and pass the securities industries examinations, the licensing examinations, check out our podcast. We'll give you some sample lessons there to see if that works for you. And that website is siepodcast.com. The total length, by the way, of those SIE exam lessons is 36 hours and 53 minutes. It's a substantial examination, much more difficult than the real estate examinations. And if you just want to learn about securities so you understand securities, it's a very, very, very good audio course for you to study. All right, back to our lesson. Let's talk a little bit about some of these federal laws that are on the books. Because if you remember, in your real estate exam, you're not only going to have Ohio state-specific questions but also questions that are specific to the federal government. So there's federal questions and there's state questions. So you need to be up on both of those, not just Ohio state specific. Well, that's important too. So you need to know both so that you can get a good test, so that you can get a good score on the test. So the first one I want to talk about is called the Clean Air Act. So the Clean Air Act is a federal law that is designed to combat air pollution at a national level. It's one of the most important and influential environmental laws 
and one of the most comprehensive laws in the world that protects air quality. And it's administered by the EPA. A lot of these laws are administered by the EPA. That's the Environmental Protection Agency. That's the agency that oversees the, the air and the water and everything else deals with pollution and things like that. So it's the Clean Air Act. So when people are building, let's say they have an industrial zone that they're building in, they need to be able to comply with the guidelines of the Clean Air Act. They're not putting too much pollution into the air, that they're using equipment that is not too polluting. And so that's an important thing for you to know. So you need to be able to advise your clients about being able to stay within the lines within these federal guidelines. The next that goes along with that is the Safe Drinking Water Act that, that is kind of goes in um, hand in hand with that and has regulations about water, especially when we're talking about sources of drinking water and not polluting those sources of drinking water. Not if you're a company not dumping things into uh, the drinking, sort things are going to flow into the water supply, not in like chemicals or waste, animal waste, human waste are not making their way into the drinking water. So that's an important act as well. Next, I ha we have what's called the CERCLA Superfund, and that's C-E-R-C-L-A, the CERCLA Superfund. That stands for the Comprehensive Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act, CERCLA, for short. Also sometimes just known as the Superfund. It came out, out in 1980, and it created a tax on chemical and petroleum industries at the federal level and gave the federal government authority to respond to spills when there's some of these hazardous chemicals or the oil that is released into the environment and it's going to endanger the public health or just the environment. It's going to harm the a body of water or a forest or whatever it is in the environment that they use this money that is that came from these taxes on these industries and they use it to go ahead and clean up these spills and um, try to repair the damage that has been done. So that's an important aspect of what the EPA does. Next, we have what's called the Community Reinvestment Act, or the CRA. And this is an act that was enacted in 1977, and it requires the Federal Reserve and other federal banking regulators to encourage other financial institutions, such as banks and credit unions, uh, mortgage brokers, to help meet the credit needs of the communities in which they do business including and especially focusing on those lower and moderate income neighborhoods. Uh, so people that are they don't have a lot of income, it's a way to make sure that these institutions are playing fair with these people and trying to accommodate them in any way that they can. So that's a, another federal law that se seeks to help people uh, in order so that they can get investments, so that they can invest them in property and have a safe place to live and work. So that's another important aspect of that. Next, we have the Fair Credit Reporting Act, or the FCRA. And, and that is a federal law that says that credit reporting agencies, so these are the, there's usually things like, things like Equifax and Asperian that report. Thanks for listening. If you like these lessons, if it makes sense for you to buy the full series of the Ohio Salesperson Real Estate Exam audio lessons, the total length of those lessons is 9 hours and 20 minutes in length. There are 20 individual lessons, including three review sessions. The website is reexampodcast.com. Best of luck in your career.